0: Okay, and welcome to the podcast brought to you by Evan and Shannon called The Mailroom Musing. We are going to be discussing on this week's episode, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. A movie from 1999 directed by George Lucas and starring Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, and McDermott. All right, we start out... Um, uh, on the home planet of Naboo, the opening scene of the movie with the Trade Federation doing a blockade against tra- taxes on trade routes. Now, did you find this part of the first first part of the movie a little bit confusing, Shannon? Uh,
1: a little bit, just because they didn't really explain kind of what the... Like, they said it was the dispute was about taxation, but they really did not explain that. At all, and I just didn't understand why they were blockading Naboo. boot.
0: Yes, it would have been nice to know. Okay, what what was? Why did they choose this planet? It seems like they, if it was against trade routes, they'd want to blockade more than one planet because it's like, oh, couldn't they just survive like a couple days without trade?
1: Yeah, no. yeah. Um, I would. I did look into this. Um, according to Wikipedia, um, what was going on is that the Trade Federation. Was using free trade zones so they could avoid taxes um, and then the senate passed a proposition that made them eligible for taxation and then they got angry and they reta- retaliated by blockading Naboo and they basically only picked that because Darth Sidious suggested it to them it wasn't really anything specific to Naboo they just wanted to cause as many problems as they could because they were angry.
0: Right that makes sense Mm -hmm. and where it was it would make sense because Sidious wanted to advance himself political and being the senator of Naboo it would create sympathy for his planet Mm -hmm. to make people want to vote for him to become the new chancellor
1: yeah and he knew that a situation like this would put the current chancellor into kind of a tight spot so that he would have the opportunity to suggest that they even have like make a new senator, like have a a vote for a new senator.
0: Right. And as we have, um, as we first start out, the first two characters that we meet off the as they are boarded onto the Trade Federation ships, we meet Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn. Obi Wan Mag- Kenobi played by Ewan McGregor and Qui Gon Jinn played by Liam Neeson. Now, I like. Both of these actors' choices for each character. Um, Me too. I don't like how in the opening text there's already a mistake in the movie where it says two Jedi knights board are going to board to discuss this blockade, and they're both not Jedi yeah. knights. Like Obi Wan is a Padawan. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't understand how that wasn't caught in the. Uh... Yeah.
1: I feel like they didn't really they didn't really think of it beyond oh there's two Jedi and Jedi knights. Sounds more correct is probably what they were thinking. Right. Um, but you, you are right. It is, it is wrong. Um, I found interesting when they showed up, also in the opening crawl, he car- calls the Jedi's the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. And just kind of um, going into what they do in this movie and like what we see in the next movies. I find it interesting that that's what they call them. Because we don't really see what their job is when there's not some sort of crisis. So we can't actually see what they're doing. Like, are they doing kind of, like at the beginning, they're sent in as ambassadors. Are they doing kind of more ambassadorial stuff? Or is it kind of more like what we see at the end of the movie and into the future movies, where they take part in, like, armed conflict kind of thing? I just, I find that interesting that they call them that. And I kind of want to know what else they're doing.
0: That's a good point. Like they seem more like last resort, like black ops, like when they don't have anyone else to send in, they're like, okay, let's send in the Jedi to do this.
1: Yeah. And I also find it interesting that they're, I mean, they are their own order and they do take their orders from the Jedi council, but it's the Senate that really directs the council where to go, which is also kind of interesting, especially with, as we see later, how much they dislike the Senate.
0: That's just yes, that's true. It's it's strange how they let the Jedi Order become that, and
1: um, yeah. And I and wonder I, if maybe that's kind of like a just because we haven't seen the past of the Jedi Order, like maybe in the past they've had a bit more control, but you know, there're fewer numbers or just the way things have gone, they felt that they needed kind of to to um, go along more with what the Senate was doing.
0: Yes, and that could be they. They could have had. It, it really isn't explained exactly what their job is. Like you said, it, it should have been more clear because it seems like okay, if they're the guardians of peace and justice. Shouldn't they be settling more types of these disputes? Or
1: yeah.
0: yeah, and how long? The thing I don't like is that they never really explain. Like how long has Naboo been blockaded? Because it's just. They just show up yeah. and it's, they say, oh, Naboo's been blockaded by the Trade Federation, but it doesn't say, okay, they've been blockaded for a month, are they running low on supplies? It, yeah. It just... I,
1: yeah, I wasn't able to find, like, how long it was blockaded before the Jedi showed up. Um, according to Wikipedia, though, it does say that the, the whole blockade lasted for a month. So, I don't know if they showed up kind of in the middle of that or, like, right at the beginning and the whole movie took a month. Like, it's very, the timeline is very unclear for that one.
0: Right. And it would have been, I, I just, I feel like we needed a scene before that, like, ex- like with Sidious mm-hmm. and the Trade Federation coming to an agreement to, okay, you're going to do this for me and, like, what they were yeah. getting in return. But, it, I mean, probably you can assume that it was money or some sort of
1: yeah to that some line. sort of yeah some sort of power within the senate kind of thing right
0: that's like immunity from anything the senate might do to them
1: yeah yeah that would have that would have been nice and it it was kind of they did show them um the the trade federation talking to Darth Sidious Darth Sidious but it was just kind of him popping up and telling them to invade naboo and it didn't really have much lead into that interaction
0: right and just to get rid of the Jedi that are on the ship when it could have been just like I mean if you were trying not to arouse suspicion wouldn't you just go in and say yeah we're not going to end the Naboo and blockade and you need to leave like
1: (laughs) yeah yeah because I mean the Jedi were sent as I mean again we don't really know what their intentions are but they were sent as ambassadors they did plan to discuss things before anything really happened before they took out their lightsabers, you know? That's
0: right, before things got escalated.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I would just like to say that I'm, I, I noticed the first words we hear from a Jedi come from Obi-Wan, which I'm really happy about, because I mean he's the first character we see in the movie oh. that we also know from the original series, and right. his first line is, I have a bad feeling about this, and I just really love that.
0: <laughs> that
1: trilogy.
0: that is a great that is great how that begins
1: yeah, I really do sure. like that
0: now um what what do you Ooh. think uh we're gonna talk about a uh, some of the character here do you like the droid the droid army like the design of the droids, or would you rather have gone with something else as the enemy
1: mm. uh this is kind of going more into like uh the next two movies with my opinion on this is that I kind of see why they did they would have done droids because the the Jedi again don't know what the Jedi are all about at this stage but the Jedi do feel very strongly about preserving life and I feel like they might have balked a bit if they if the Senate had demanded they fight a war where their opponent were living and that they would actually be killing them um like yes we do like there are other like living beings controlling Uh, the droids and they some of those people do die in battle and i mean i can get they'd be like oh well this is what we have to do we're in a war but i feel like if all of the opponents were living i don't really know if they would have been quite so quick to join in kind of thing
0: right that makes makes sense i agree Mm. with that um
1: what what were your thoughts on the on the droids
0: i do like the droid army because i mean it makes sense that they wouldn't like I mean, we shouldn't get introduced to the stormtroopers five minutes into the new saga. Cause I mean, you kind of got to like, clearly they weren't all bad at the beginning. It wasn't like, uh, I didn't think that was yeah. how they were going to do it. And that makes sense. Like they would fight droids because, and also it would have been a lot harder if I believe for someone to gain an army of actual people at that time period mm-hmm. where it wasn't going to be like a full, there was no threat of a full scale war. It was just like yeah. trade, trade dispute.
1: Yeah, and it would have needed a lot more, um, a lot more preparation, a lot more um, discussing it ahead of time to try to explain to the audience where these people all came from.
0: Right, that is true.
1: Also, it's interesting you note um, about the, the clone army because I never really thought of it starting with the Jedi fighting against the clones, which is interesting. Um, I probably mainly because eventually the clones are part of the Empire, so it kind of makes sense that they are you know part of the empire at the start but it's interesting uh, that you brought that up
0: right now um after the trade negotiations go south we get our first scene with queen Amadala played by natalie portman and um what she says to the trade federation that they're they were told to end the blockade, and then they say they've never heard of such a thing, and then that's when they decide mm-hmm. to send the Evasion Army down. One line that I find weird when they show uh, Queen uh, Amidala in her throne room with their guards, and Captain Panaka says, battle-hardened Federation Army. Now, that doesn't really make a lot of sense when they're droids.
1: Mm, yeah. Um,
0: Not to nitpick, but that the- just that line really stood out to me, and it was just... Mm-hmm. It doesn't need like they would be new droids, like why would they use old droids that have been like <laughs> it doesn't,
1: maybe yeah. maybe he means like they're programming like they're programmed mm-hmm. to be specifically war droids they don't really have any other purpose, so they they can't really be like you can't i mean you can't really reason too much with a droid anyway, but you can't turn them back into their original program type of thing
0: that's that's true That uh, you make a good point there i'll I'll agree with that.
1: Also, um, before the scene with uh, Queen Amidala, um, before that they talk to uh, Darth Sidious, and um, he tells them to invade Naboo and kill the Jedi. Um, And one thing I found very interesting about that part is um, Newt Gunray says, is that legal? And Darth Sidious says, I'll make it legal. And then the connection cuts out, he goes away. I found that very interesting because it kind of implies that the trade federation knew that Darth Sidious was Palpatine because otherwise, how could he make it legal? Like it kind of sounds like they might've known that he was trying to do this to gain power in the Senate kind of like, that's kind of what I took from that.
0: Right. Yeah. That that could make sense. Um, I never really thought about it that way, but Mm -hmm. It, and it, like, yeah, they, they must have known he was something. He maybe they didn't know his, they they might not have known his true identity, but they never yeah, really. But, but he, they definitely knew he was someone in power. Because like, yeah, he was, yeah, they
1: knew that he had the power to make it okay that they were doing this. And I mean, we never really see what the agreement was between them and Darth Sidious, but that would also make sense if they knew that he was in a position of power, so they wouldn't get in trouble and they would benefit, and everything would be basically okay hunky-dory with the Senate after they were gone. Yes.
0: And that makes that makes sense for sure. <clears throat> now, we move on to the planet of Naboo where we meet Jar Jar Binks, probably the most hated character in the history of the Star Wars franchise.
1: Yeah, I... I'm conflicted about Jar Jar. I think that if Jar Jar didn't talk the way that he talks, like you know what I mean, then I don't think he would have been quite so hated because really that's the main the main issue with Jar Jar. We, there's no real problem with what he does in the movie or like what kind of... He's like the first alien on the Jedi side that we see, so there isn't really a problem with that. Honestly, it's just how he talks.
0: Yes, his talk... Just, it, he didn't need to talk like that I know he didn't no. need to sound like a human but he also did not need to sound like that He could have. No. they could have made no, him less comic relief like I don't yeah, know why
1: yeah. Yeah. and not even so much like what he was saying like what he was saying was fine though maybe not have him say things like Nisa and that kind of thing um, the, like what he was saying was fine just how he said it left something to be desired
0: it's true. He didn't need to say that. I've been trying to. I've been thinking about where they could have like cut him out of the movie a little bit. Like he, I, I feel like he should have never gone on the ship to go to Coruscant because there's Mm-mm. there's no reason for him to go. And yeah. I, I feel like it's fine. Like if he went with Qui Gon and Obi Wan through, he guided them through the uh, the planet core to get to the city to the thief palace and all that that that's fine but i feel like they could have kept Jar on the planet and been like jarger like we need you to hide and keep tabs and we're going to give you a communicator in case we need to get in touch with you and if we yeah. come back we're going to need you to keep an eye on the gunions because we might need them
1: yeah that would have been perfect um one thing i also thought is even if he went with them on the ship i don't get why he went to tatooine like why he like got off the ship at Tatooine and went with Qui-Gon because he is a water dwelling creature and he went into a desert and that will never make sense to me.
0: Yes. That doesn't make any sense at all. And why would Qui-Gon let him go? He didn't need his yeah. help. He could have just, he really he didn't it want his just, help really. Yeah. He could have just took R2 and that would have yeah. made a lot more sense. And also he could have blended in a little bit better because it would have just been him and a droid.
1: Yeah, and Jar Jar was making problems anyway, not necessarily intentionally, but just because of who he is.
0: Exactly. Um, speaking of Qui Gon Jinn, uh, going back a little bit to when he's in the Underwater Palace with uh, the Gungans, he, he's a he's a very different kind of Jedi because the Jedi don't normally. Mm-hmm. He seems to abuse his Jedi power almost mm-hmm. in this movie.
1: Yeah, because he, try- I... he no, you go ahead. Sorry.
0: Sorry, because um, yeah, he uses like he uses his Jedi mind trick to trick Boss Nass into giving him a ship, and it's like, isn't that like wrong and against the Jedi?
1: Yeah, and then later he tries to trick Watto into taking money that uh, currency that he wouldn't normally take. I kind of feel like I don't dislike Qui Gon. I like Qui Gon, but I feel like in certain situations he is very manipulative. And he keeps trying to make situations go into his favor without as much regard for those surrounding him as I feel most other Jedi would.
0: Right. Yeah, I see, I see what you mean.
1: Yeah, es- especially, like, I know we haven't gotten near to that part yet, but when he, um, when he makes the bet for Anakin's freedom and then he tells Anakin he's going to take him away to become a Jedi... I I get that that had to happen for the movie. And I get kind of why he did that. But it felt like he didn't actually care about Anakin. Like he just cared about, okay, this is the kid from the prophecy. I got to take him. I got to train him. He didn't stop to think about the fact the council probably wouldn't let him train Anakin. Right. Um, and he wasn't really concerned about the fact that the Jedi lifestyle was not going to be good for anakin because really it it wasn't like the the jedi lifestyle is very self-contained and that's kind of what he was already used to as a slave and then they kind of put him into the jedi without telling him what to expect and i just feel like it, it wouldn't it wasn't necessarily in anakin's best interest it was just Qui-Gon made a decision, Qui-Gon was going to take Anakin, and that was just the end of it.
0: Yes, I, I agree. I, I thought, too, like maybe he, he didn't even need to take Anakin at that point, because he should have known he wouldn't have been allowed to train Anakin where he had his own pa- Padawan. He could have said, yeah. well, stay here with your mother, and once I've settled this dispute, I'll come back and get you. Yeah. And he- then the, the rest of the movie could have happened, and then Obi-Wan could have been the one to go get him.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the, the he could have made sure everything was okay with the uh, the council instead of just bringing this kid with him and then later being like, oh, sorry, kid, I can't train you. Right. That, um, uh,
0: that would have worked, I think, a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, also, going back to um, what you were saying about where we kind of could have left Jar Jar out kind of thing um one thing that I found interesting is earlier on in the movie uh when Queen Amidala is in like her throne room talking to her advisors um Captain Panaka mentions that they have security volunteers and I looked into this on Wikipedia and Naboo doesn't really have a standing army they have security volunteers um and I just feel like I I I feel like it was kind of That was intended to be like, oh, Naboo is a very peaceful planet. They have no need of having an army other than these volunteers. Um, But also I feel like if there was like a faction on the planet somewhere that had like the kind of their own militia, they wouldn't have really needed the Gungans. Or even if the Gungans were like that and they, they had a good relationship with Naboo, but they were kind of kind of had their militia and or well, even like they did, they had their army and they had good relations, so they knew where to find them kind of thing. And then that wouldn't really because really Jar Jar is only there so that they can get the Gungans to help them with the fight. And other than that, like he doesn't really serve as much much purpose.
0: That's true. I, I don't <laughs> understand. Like they they should have had it like you didn't have any backup plan in case you had to go to war.
1: Mm, like, yeah
0: yeah i'll get to I have some more thoughts on that war we'll get okay. to that in a bit there um
1: also um just one more thing with the security volunteers, I find it kind of odd because they go to so much effort to protect Padme. They have all these decoys um they go to all that effort, and they don't even have like proper a proper army or a proper proper security force. What?
0: Yes, like no no really royal guards to like yeah. other than like Captain Padaka seems like the only one that's like yeah. actually trained to help to like guard this woman.
1: Yeah, it just seems funny that they would go to so much effort to make sure she has these well trained handmaidens to stand in for her, but not actually have any real security beyond that. I just I don't get why they would why they would need the decoys if there's not uh how do I say this? If if there's not a danger strong enough to need an army
0: that's right (laughs) um now also like when the when the jedi land on the planet naboo i don't know why they don't just ride with the army to the thie palace they must know when they get off and they keep going there's no chance of warning the naboo that they're coming before they Mm. get there
1: yeah um i'm not really sure what their intention was there i do know I think it was in the novelization that the ship that Obi Wan was on was ac- actually crashed, landed on Naboo.
0: Okay, so, well that would make sense.
1: Yeah, so he couldn't something. he couldn't go to to feed in that, but
0: and, and it would have yeah, I mean, but I don't. It would have made more sense to show something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I don't really know like what um why that wasn't their plan in the beginning.
0: Yes, very strange. Um, now, Queen Amadala she, she she hasn't been queen for very long because they don't really say, no. but she's only you. You said she's fourteen in that movie.
1: Yeah, she's fourteen, uh, and the yeah. like the same year that the Phantom Menace takes place is the same year that she was elected.
0: Okay. Yes, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's it seems strange that a planet would elect a fourteen year old as its ruler, but. Yeah. And it's I've, not Earth, so it's different.
1: <laughs> I've read some things. I don't, um, unfortunately, I don't have a source for this. Uh, it might have been on Wikipedia, but I, I remember reading something about the Naboo um, uh, prizing the knowledge of, like, and the wisdom of young women, basically, and thinking that, like, a young woman is the best the best and most wise person to lead them. I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but it would kind of make the most sense.
0: Right. <laughs> now, um, moving along a little bit here. Now, when they get on the uh, Naboo Cruiser to go to Coruscant, wh- how do you, how'd you feel about being introduced to R2-D2 in this way?
1: Uh, I I actually quite liked that. Um, and I like that his first actual thing that he did was bumping into Jar Jar and making an annoyed sound. Um, but I like that, you know, he kind of, he saved the ship and they were all, like, super grateful. Yes.
0: Another moment where R2 saves everyone.
1: Yeah, is... yeah. I mean, that's what he does. That's he, that's what he's always doing.
0: That's Yes, so. that's kind of what he, that's kind of his thing. So it makes sense yeah. that that's what it would be, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I did actually really like that, yeah.
0: Oh. Now... Now, Tatooine, now we get to Tatooine, we meet Anakin Skywalker for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. And he is nine years old at this time.
0: Yes. and um, Now when they're in Watto's shop, I did notice an Easter egg that you can see C-3PO's gold armor in the shop.
1: Oh, I did not see that at all.
0: Yes, i had never seen that before until I did my recent rewatch for this podcast. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I yeah. did, uh, did not see that before.
1: I'll look out for that next time.
0: Yes, I would say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in the back there, but you can see it.
1: Okay.
0: Um, now, uh, before we get to Anakin here, I do... I, I just feel like Obi-Wan should have been the one to go into town and meet um, yeah. Anakin. Just, just based on how we're told that Anakin and Obi-Wan's backstory is together. That
1: yeah. He... Honestly, I think that kind of goes back to the whole the thing in the crawl with two Jedi Knights. I think it would have made more sense if they were two Jedi Knights. Um, At the time of this movie, Obi-Wan is 25 years old, which we don't really see a lot of the other Padawans and kind of when they become knights in um, the rest of the movies, but it just seems like he should already be a a knight by now. Like uh, Anakin was already a Jedi Knight by that age. It just seems like it would have made more sense to have him like, still have Qui-Gon have been his master, but now uh, uh, Obi-Wan is himself a Jedi Knight, so he has a bit more kind of freedom and ability to to maneuver. But in this situation, because they made him Qui-Gon's Padawan, it doesn't really make sense for a Padawan to go get this part and, you know, leave the Jedi Master where he is. So I feel like that kind of... It would have made more sense if they were both... Um, Jedi, or I guess, uh, sorry, Qui Gon was a Jedi Master, but if Obi Wan was a Jedi Knight,
0: exactly like he wasn't a Padawan, (laughs) and it all I I just it seems weird, like it seems more like Qui Gon should be the one staying on the ship to protect the Queen, and Obi Wan should be the one going to town because it's like, okay, if he's he's just a Padawan, which is what he is in the movie, he wouldn't be much defense against anyone that tried to come get the Queen, you would want the more experienced Jedi to protect her.
1: Probably their thinking there was that they didn't expect anyone to find them. Like, they didn't expect anyone to be able to follow them to Tatooine from Naboo. And they probably didn't expect anyone on Tatooine um, who, I mean, they wouldn't know who was on the ship anyway, but anyone who might kind of stumble across this, you know, uh, ship with an out hyperdrive and think, oh, this is going to be easy pickings to steal something or. Um, manipulate people or hurt people or whatever they probably just because they were so far out in the outskirts they probably just didn't think that they needed a lot of protection on the ship
0: right no one would be looking for them yeah because they assumed they were going to Coruscant so. <clears throat> and that that I guess obviously because Darth Sidious is who he is that um, they wouldn't have because I was like, "How did the Trade Federation know that he didn't that they didn't get to Coruscant?" But, but it's because of who Darth Sidious is, he would have known if they had arrived. Yeah. So it makes makes sense that he would send Darth Maul to find them, where they couldn't uh, the Trade Federation couldn't send anybody to find them. Yeah. To Find them.
1: Yeah, like as soon as they didn't show up on time, he would have been like, "Oh, they've gone somewhere else. I need to figure this out." Right. <laughs>
0: um. Now. We have... Now, Jake Lloyd is playing Anakin Skywalker in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and th- yeah. Thoughts? Um, well, I don't have any... I mean, he's a kid. I don't really have any negative thoughts about him. I mean, he was only eight years old when they filmed this, because um, they, they did the shooting in uh, 97. So he was only eight years old. I think for kind of his age and Experience level, I think he did a good job. Uh, I know that yeah. he's gotten a lot of flack but I I think he was a good choice.
0: Yes, I, I think he did as good as anyone could expect for that kind of expectation, yeah. and yeah. especially that that age. Like, I mean, I don't know anyone. I wasn't there. Like, I don't know anyone else that I was the best choice.
1: Yeah, um, and just... and for that role too, there would be there would have been so much pressure on that role. That it would have been like anyone who did that would have been like looked at under a microscope.
0: That's right. And I mean, and he did everything George told him. So, I mean, the part yeah. and he didn't write the script. So, I mean, a lot, yeah. of it, a, lot, a lot of the blame has to fall on George.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, there are some times where George's script, like the dialogue options, they kind of feel very clunky. Um, and it doesn't seem like the the actors really like there wasn't really any way for them to make them not feel that way unless they completely changed the lines, which they weren't going to do because we're in Star Wars. George Lucas wrote it. We have to say our lines right. You know, that's right. I mean, I've read behind the scenes um, things from the original trilogy uh, cast where they they change the script all the time. But also, they were kind of just doing it for the first time, so there wasn't really like a big legacy to uphold. But I feel like if I was right. in The Phantom Menace and I got a script, I would be sticking to my script, personally.
0: It's true. Like, I mean, I, I don't blame him for the way the movie went. Like, I mean, he did everything he was told, and it's not like, you know, you're eight years old. This is probably your first movie. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to disagree with whatever George tells me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to do what they what they tell you to do.
0: Exactly, um, and then Anakin's mother. She's a strange character in the movie because she's kind of vague about everything, and I don't. I just don't like her conversation with Qui Gon Jinn about Anakin's um, parentage.
1: Yeah, that's uh, very vague. Um, I do have some thoughts on Shmi. I I actually do really like her as a character um I think like I can see like Anakin as a kid is very different from Anakin as an adult or from Darth Vader and I can see where he came from when we see Shmi um well, I do get what you're saying though about how she quite vague about things and about uh, his parentage and everything and who his father was or
0: and she and she up. probably doesn't want to re- relive her past very much <laughs> she's had a very she's had a very hard life i mean she's yeah. been a slave probably her entire life
1: yeah and here this stranger is just showing up asking her personal questions asking questions about her son like i she has a reason to be vague honestly that's true um one thing about Shmi, i kind of i kind of feel like she might be force sensitive you have any thoughts on that?
0: I never really thought about it that way. I, I thought she was. The, re- the reason I think she's vague to Qui Gon is maybe she doesn't trust the Jedi or doesn't like the Jedi because, you know, she's a slave and the Jedi, because they're not in the Republic, they've never come to like help her or like yeah. free her planet. Yeah. So maybe she holds a grudge against the Jedi.
1: You could. Um, I think probably that makes sense for kind of the vagueness when she's having that conversation. I find kind of more of um, the, some of the other things that that she says, like um, I wrote down some quotes here, like when Anakin is offering to do the pod race and Qui-Gon is like, no, we'll find another way. She says, there is no other way. He was meant to help you. Um, And then later on when Qui-Gon tells Anakin he can take him back to be a Jedi and Anakin asks me what he should do. And she says, This path has been placed before you. The choice is yours alone. And then like when he's scared and he doesn't want to go and he asks if he'll ever see her again, she says, what does your heart tell you? And he says, I hope so. Yes. And then she says, then I will see you again. She tells him to be brave and don't look back. All of that just kind of, some of it is kind of sounds like what the Jedi would say, but just in a different way. Like she tells, she asks him what his heart says, which, The Jedi always say, trust your feelings. Um, She says he was meant to help you. Qui-Gon thinks he's the chosen one, so maybe that's right. And she tells Anakin that, you know, he has to choose his own path. It just all kind of feels like what someone who has the experiences of sensing the Force without the understanding of what it is she's sensing and without the kind of the training of of what she's sensing – what that kind of person might say in those situations that's just kind of the interpretation that I got from that
0: that's very that's very interesting I never thought about it that way but that would make sense if she was somewhat force sensitive because she knows Anakin needs to do this and
1: yeah and she, as she...
0: and she knew like to get her to leave like she knew that mm-hmm. they would see each other again before she died
1: yeah And also, like as we see in the future movies, um, force sensitivity runs in families. Like both of Anakin's kids were force sensitive, even though their mother wasn't. Um, Leia's kid was force sensitive. Um, you know, every anyone, there weren't a whole lot of descendants of Jedi just because of uh the way that they operated in their order. They didn't, they didn't have um families. But anytime we do see a descendant, they are always force sensitive and it just seems like it had to start somewhere you know and not necessarily i mean i know there are other jedi that their parents weren't force sensitive but maybe just kind of over the years enough force sensitive people have been in their family that finally they are um they are enough that they can become a jedi but i just i just feel like that's kind of where it starts with me
0: no, that, that that makes sense. I I agree. Now, um the main event that happens on the Tatooine part of the movie is the pod racing. Now yeah. I like I like the pod race, like it's exciting, it's cool, like to see that in the Star Wars universe, but I just feel like it it's kind of pointless in the fact that okay, there's no drama here because Obi-Wan or not Obi-Wan sorry, Anakin has to win to keep the movie going. So mm-hmm. we know we'd always get to win. I've always thought that we should have started the movie with the pod race. Like maybe not for the same stakes, but that's how the movie starts. That's how we're introduced to Anakin Skywalker is in this pod race.
1: Yeah. And I... like we don't
0: we don't we don't need any dialogue. We can just get five minutes of the pod racing with the pod racing commentary and i just think that would have been kind of cool to see like yeah it would it might have just made his character a little bit more exciting
1: yeah i can see that um i feel like with the pod race i feel like they put it where it was because they probably thought that if they didn't have something exciting in that particular spot that people would probably get kind of bored um i personally feel that the pod race i like the pod race like you said it's exciting um, but also, it's not entirely necessary. Like, when they, when they landed on uh, Tatooine, they probably had plenty of money on board because, I mean, it's, it doesn't outright state, but I always kind of got the impression that that was, like, uh, the Queen's personal ship. So they probably have lots of money. They could have just made it so that Watto accepts Republic credits or that they have a currency that he accepts. And they could have bought right. the cart and bargained to purchase Anakin at the same time without having to rely on betting i I mean I'm glad they left the pod racing in because the pod racing is cool and exciting, but I just feel like a lot of things were manipulated in a such a way that they had to do the pod race
0: yes that that, that just makes sense that that it just it, it is unnecessary that's how I feel too it, it, it could have been. They could have been done better differently to make it so... Because it's a go- foregone conclusion. Like, Anakin's going to win because they've set up the movie that this is the only way they're getting off this planet. Yeah,
1: yeah. and we know they have to get off the planet. So, I mean, he's got to yeah. win. Also, with uh, Watto not accepting Republic credit, that just... I can get why because they're, you know, an outer rim territory. They aren't part of the Republic. But also, money is money. You would think that that far out, anyone who sells anything... Any kind of currency will do so long as it's currency. It just doesn't really seem right that he would turn away money.
0: Right. And it seems, yes, it seems like wouldn't there be somewhere he could exchange that? Couldn't he go into the Republic and be like, I want to exchange this for my currency?
1: Yeah. Or even just have like Tatooine. Tatooine kind of, to me, feels like a bit of a melting pot of different peoples, like a very small one. But because it's so far out and like Qui-Gon says, it's a kind of a place to hide. Like, you would think that lots of people would come from lots of different places just because it's Tatooine and they can hide there and that they would have their money and it would kind of, you wouldn't necessarily need to trade your money for other money because you can just use that money anywhere on Tatooine and you just have to figure out what the exchange rate is kind of thing.
0: Yes, and they don't really explain like, okay, there's different types of money in the Star Wars universe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, how, how are we to know that? You're just telling us that now?
0: Yeah, man, is, it's just—it's yeah. strange. It's like, okay, we should have this. It seems like shouldn't the Jedi be traveling with some kind of, like, okay, all kind of situation kit?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, like open up their suitcase with all the different rows of different kind of currency.
0: Yes, yeah, kind of like Doc Brown in uh, *Back the, <laughs> the Future* too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, we got to get some eighteen eighty-five money
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah gotta get some tatooine money yeah that that would have that would have made a lot more sense
0: right yeah. now after ba- after anakin wins the pod race qui-gons won the bet to get him freed and mm-hmm. they go to leave tatooine and um our main antagonist shows up with this movie darth maul to have a lightsaber fight with qui-gon jinn now I had an alternate, like um, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna point it. I, I'm just gonna go with this little. I had an alternate theory of how. I don't. I don't want to talk too much about how the movie could have been better or like different. Uh, okay. But this is an idea. This is an idea I had just for this spot. Um, is that Darth Maul um, kills Qui Gon Jinn, but the rest of them escape on the ship, and then uh, that's why Obi Wan goes back. He he gets to train. Um, he becomes a Jedi Knight. He trains Anakin. They spend a little bit more time on Coruscant to make that make more sense. Then they go back to Naboo and he fights Darth Maul in the thief house.
1: Oh, I like that. That, that would have been really interesting. And it also would have fixed the whole discrepancy of, um, in a, a new hope saying that Obi-Wan kind of found Anakin, that kind of would have helped that a little bit.
0: Yes. Yes, it would have. It, uh, it could have made a little bit more sense. Um, <clears throat> And they could have. They even could have stretched. Like they made that lightsaber fight with Darth Maul a little bit longer. And yeah, uh... it,
1: it was actually longer in the original cut. Um, there's a deleted scene where it actually Darth Maul follows Qui Gon onto the ramp, and they continue their fight there. Which I'm okay. not really sure why they would have cut that out, but that was that wasn't the original cut. Strange. Also, I feel when when um Anakin calls out to Qui-Gon as they're running and then Qui-Gon turns around sees Darth Maul and says Anakin drop I don't understand why he just suddenly saw Darth Maul like where they're running it kind of feels like oh he sensed him or oh they saw him and then they start running and this is just when he was like okay we I have to fight him we can't get there in time but there was no lead in for that. It was just like all of a sudden he turns around and there's Darth Maul and he didn't even sense him. And that just feels really strange and abrupt to me.
0: Yes, that does seem strange. And it just... You also think that he would hear him coming with his... Because like when he... When Darth Maul takes off on a scooter, it is quite loud. Yeah. So you think... I mean, and they're in the middle of a desert it'd be quite quiet. You just yeah. hear the wind. So it, it's... Yeah. I could see yeah. what you mean there.
1: And, and he's coming up, up on them pretty quick. So they... They should have heard that increasing whine get closer to them.
0: Right. Um. <clears throat> now, Obi, like, when Obi-Wan first meets Anakin on the ship after they save qui from Darth Maul, um, I don't like, because like, it just seems like Obi-Wan's more annoyed by Anakin, and it just contradicts what he says in episode four, where he said, oh, Anakin was a good friend.
1: Hmm. Um. I do you see where you're coming from with that? Though, in a new hope, I mean, he has all his memories of knowing Anakin for decades or decade and a half ish, and you know that that can that friendship can build. Uh, but I definitely see where you're coming from there. I didn't quite get the impression that he was annoyed with him. Um. I just kind of got that he was okay, here's a strange child. Hello, strange child. Let's continue on. Kind of what I got. Right.
0: And, may, and he might not have known what Qui-Gon's intentions were with the boy. Um, yeah. But I guess he d- he does kind of explain that when he gets him to check his metachlorine count.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but even then, Qui-Gon doesn't really explain. Obi-Wan is just like, oh, okay, here's the number kind of thing.
0: Right. Because he says, well, what does that mean? And Qui-Gon says, oh, I don't know. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that also going back to that is, Shmi is listening in on the conversation and the look kind of she gives Qui Gon is she it's almost like she knew mm-hmm. that he was he was that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like she she looks at this and she's like, okay, so you're planning you're planning to take my son so you can turn him into a Jedi. Right. Yeah. That
0: makes that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then we get our first Anakin and Padme scene together, other than the little bit mm. they had in Watto's shop. Um,
1: I do not like that scene. It feels very either. awkward to me, like, especially at the yes. end where they're saying, "I care for you it like it just is very strange to me.
0: It is because she's twelve or fourteen 14 14, and he's nine.
1: Yeah, and they've just met. Like, yeah, I can get that she was trying to comfort him because, you know, he's just left all he's ever known. The only people he's ever known left his mother. I can definitely see her trying to comfort him. But just the way she went about it was just very, very strange and uncomfortable.
0: It's true. Mm-hmm. It seems like he, they would have been better fit. She would have. It seems like more of a normal person would view him more as a, like a little brother than like kind of a, you know opposite sex interests. yeah he's so he's like five years like just at that time period in their lives like he's nine you're 14. yeah like that's
1: yeah it's such a different mindset between the two of them like and such different experiences and even even then like even though the, that is a very large difference they don't tell us in the movie that she's 14 and she's being played by a 16 year old during filming natalie portman was 16 um, honestly, she looks older than that. I had no idea how old she was when I first saw this. And I thought she was a lot older. So that that as well, it just kind of makes the whole thing kind of eh, this, this was a scary
0: yeah, just yeah. It seems unnecessary, but it's like, yep. oh, well, they end up together, so yeah. we have to use any any amount of screen time we have with the two to show yeah. that that's going to happen. Like
1: Yeah, and they kind of.
0: Now, did you did you know? Sorry, um I didn't want did to interrupt, but just on they... that, did you know at the time? Like, I don't remember. I was eight years old. And you would have been younger than that. Um, five. Yes. I <laughs> that.
1: Five.
0: <laughs> um, that 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 Padme is luke and leia's mother do you remember hearing about that at the time did you know that going into the movie because I, I, I don't, don't remember understand. that i i don't either i remember i remember a clear conversation with my mother and my brother when i seen a preview for episode one and it like clear memory and i remember being like really excited being like oh it's little luke and then them explaining to me no it's anakin skywalker it's luke's father like when he was a kid And i'm like oh okay I but think, I never thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think going into it, I didn't actually know what it was about. I was just like, oh, it's Star Wars. It's a new Star Wars. I had no idea what to expect. I think when I watched it and they said that, you know, he was Anakin Skywalker, I would have known that that was Darth Vader. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if I would have realized at that time that Padme was going to end up being Luke and Leia's mother. Um i i really don't remember and i don't know that at that age that i would have realized that
0: right because it's, it's not really clear i mean they never say her name so i mean you don't know yeah. that for sure i guess at the yeah. time like looking back it's like okay well that's obviously who she was gonna be but like yeah. when you first meet queen amidala you're not like oh yeah that's gonna be Leia's mother yeah Leia's yeah mother right there yeah yeah
1: that's true i mean seeing like her personality over the like this movie and the next two I can definitely see where she is Luke and Leia's mother. Like they are, they do share a lot of her traits. Uh, so I can definitely see it now. But at the time, I don't. I don't think I would have put two and two together.
0: Right, and and that that's the thing. Like even in episode four, like, Luke's more interested in, like, his father, because, like, when his yeah. uncle's like, oh, he knew your father, he's like, oh, he knew my father, but yeah. then, like, never, he never says, like, oh, did he know my mother too? or, like... Yeah,
1: and that's probably know. because he lived on his father's home planet, and he lived with his, as far as he was aware, his father's brother, and so he would have had kind of a link to his father, he would have heard about his father, at least known who he was, Probably, probably he would have heard more about his grandmother, because... Um, Owen and Beru actually knew her uh, a lot, right. a lot better than the new Anakin because they only met him the one time, and probably you know, we'll,
0: we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that in episode two. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I have some thoughts there. Um, but probably they they probably didn't know who his mother was. Like Obi Wan probably didn't tell them like for for Luke's own safety and for their own safety. So they probably had no idea. They did. They couldn't tell him anything because they didn't know. Right.
0: And they might not have been like, oh, maybe they just, they didn't assume it was the girl that he was on Tatooine with, either because, like, he was a Jedi and wasn't supposed to have. So, I mean, it's possible. And I did, I did know this about episode four, that um, apparently, well, not about episode four, but it's about their characters. They hid um, Shmi's grave when Luke got older, so that way Luke wouldn't see it.
1: I did not know that. Maybe he didn't hear about his grandmother.
0: Yes. Hmm. So it's, it's possible. Maybe not. It's, I didn't know that. And then I, I read that somewhere. I'm not sure the source on that, but that, that is what I've, I have heard. That
1: would make sense too, because you can kind of, I feel like you would have been able, I mean, this would definitely would have been because they didn't, they didn't think of it when they were making the new hope, but in a new hope, you definitely see the area where the graves were and the graves just aren't there. So that's right. That would make sense.
0: Yes, it would. Um all right now now like to the...
1: Coruscant.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, what do you think about Cor- Coruscant as a planet?
1: I think it's neat actually. Um I like it better in episode 2 when we can kind of see like what more of the planet is like less so like cuz in this one we just see the senate and the Jedi temple and like where they land kind of thing. But in episode 2 they kind of go down into the into the Kind of the the bottom part of the city, and I, I quite like it actually.
0: Excuse me, I do too. Um, it's one of the more interesting planets in the galaxy, mm-hmm. and I. Um, that's one of the things I don't like about the new trilogy is that they'd never go back there, but the planet mm-hmm. still exists. Yeah, but um,
1: see what happened like later on. In yes,
0: it will. Like post uh, post Palpatine. Yeah. Um, uh, now,
1: one thing when they get to Coruscant that I really I do not understand and I do not like it makes no sense is when everyone kind of splits up I do not get why Anakin went with the people from Naboo why he wouldn't go with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan
0: I don't get that either because I guess maybe the only thing I could think is that oh Qui-Gon wanted to explain what he had found before he brought Anakin in to make sure it was okay that he's brought this boy to meet the Jedi
1: Yeah, I feel like, though, that would have made more sense if he did bring Anakin and just had him wait outside the council chambers until, like, they were ready for him. Because otherwise, like, him going with the Naboo people, he doesn't do anything there except say goodbye to Padme. And he doesn't doesn't even know he's saying goodbye to Padme because she's in her Queen Amidala regalia. So that's really the only reason to have him go with the people from Naboo. And he ends up going to the Jedi Council immediately after anyway. So it just would make more sense to have him say goodbye to Padme and then go to the Jedi, um, the Jedi Temple and then just wait outside while Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are with the council.
0: Right. That would have made more sense. Um, There's not enough of the Jedi in this movie, like Poe, mm. besides Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. I think we need a little bit more yes. of uh, those, those scenes with the Jedi Temple or more interaction with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And when they when they when they do the test with Anakin and he passes everything, and then they say they won't trade him because he's too old. Well, what's the cutoff age? Because they don't really say that. Um, Because it's like
1: the only thing I know about it. There was a book series about kind of Obi Wan becoming Qui Gon's Padawan. Unfortunately, it's now a part of a legend, so it's not canon. So I don't know if any of this is still accurate, and I don't know of any of the canon information for what would be the appropriate ages for Padawans. Um, But in those books, I think he had already been training with the Jedi. So he was kind of like, I'm not really sure what the proper term is, I think maybe initiative. So he had some training, but he hadn't had like specifically one master to train him. He was just kind of like in the big group classes type of thing. And I think the cutoff for at least being chosen as a Padawan, I believe he was around 13, and he was just about to be um, sent elsewhere if he didn't get a master and then he ended up with Qui-Gon. So um, that still wouldn't have helped Anakin because he didn't have that uh, lead in of having been trained with the other Jedi, but it, it does kind of tell us kind of what the cutoff is for being able to become a Padawan, if any of that is even still canon.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't know um, because I mean it makes sense when they say Luke's too old because he's in his 20s, but it 19. just seems like okay. Yeah, 19. <laughs> um, is is he 19 at the time of episode five though? When he talks to Yoda?
1: Um. There's, oh no. How much
0: time has passed uh, there?
1: Uh, three years. So. Okay. Sorry. yeah. So.
0: That's okay. I mean, either or. I mean. 19 or 22 whatever it is it's still a lot older than eight years old yeah. so oh it's yeah it's just it seemed it seems like it shouldn't have been a problem to train him yeah but again it just it would have made more sense for obi-wan to be his own jedi knight so qui-gon could have said yeah. i'm going to train
1: him yeah
0: and then the way the rest of the movie went it could have been like oh well, my master died i'm gonna do this for him
1: yeah still yeah but yeah for sure uh, also no uh, now, uh Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Sorry, go. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I
1: was just going to say when they're talking to the Jedi Council before Anakin um does the tests, they're talking about the prophecy and they brought up the prophecy before and I would just like to say I'm so frustrated they never tell us what that prophecy actually is other than I agree. It- bringing balance. Like what does that? Mean?
0: Yes, like what does bringing balance to the Force yeah. mean? Who wrote the who wrote the prophecy? Yeah. How long has it been around? Like oh. how long have we been waiting for this person? Yeah. How many how many it's, times
1: it's, have they thought they had the chosen one? And oops, we were wrong. Like
0: That's right. And it just seems like, oh, this would have been a perfect moment to discuss it because Obi Wan's in there and where he's yeah. a Padawan, he might not know all this. Yeah. And they could've he could have yeah. he could have asked, What does the what does this mean, Master, Bringing prophecy balance to the force? And then yes. Yoda and like Mace and all of them could have explained what would happen if they brought Balance to the Force. Yeah. And, and it just
1: Yeah, and most of the times that they mention it, they say, bring balance to the Force, bring balance to the Force. That's all they really say about it, and they call him the Chosen One. And then in uh, Episode 3, the last time, really, that Obi-Wan sees Anakin, he says, you were the Chosen One, and he says, you were supposed to destroy the Sith. So does bringing balance to the Force mean that they had to destroy the Sith? Because as far as they're aware, the Sith have been extinct for a 1,000 years. They literally just said that. So... What are they trying to bring balance to? I don't understand.
0: Yes, it's very contradicting. Yeah. It's like, okay, even the, even though the Sith have been gone, like they still don't have full control of the Force yeah. because they haven't brought yeah. balance to it. It's just Does it, very... That, yeah. It contradicts itself. Yeah,
1: like, is he somehow supposed to make it so that no one can ever use the Dark Side again? Like, that's... Uh, if they think that the Sith are extinct, that's the only thing that really makes any sense. It just... Uh, that whole thing is just very frustrating... And I wish they had given a lot more information on that.
0: Yes, I, I agree. It's, it would have been... You need to, to explain that to the audience because mm-hmm. we don't know. And it makes it a little bit confusing. Yeah.
1: And they could have used, like you said, used Obi-Wan as kind of a stand-in for the audience. The audience audience doesn't know. Obi-Wan doesn't know. So they can explain it to Obi-Wan, which also explains it to the audience. Which uh, would have made mo- the most sense
0: right um now when they when when Obi-Wan and uh Qui-Gon tell Yoda and the rest of the council about Darth Maul and they're like oh when they decide to send Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon back why not send more Jedi than just a master and a Padawan yeah is it Maybe they didn't believe him fully. They're like, oh, maybe this isn't a Sith. Yeah, like, it's just... that's
1: kind of what I think. They they didn't actually believe it and they just were like, get some more proof and then maybe we'll send someone.
0: Right. That's uh, that's probably what was going on there. Yeah.
1: Now, um... Now, when um, after this, Padme decides that she's very well, there's the, the bid in the Senate and then Padme right. decides that, which if you want to talk about that, we can go back to that. But Padme tells Palpatine that she's going back to Naboo. And he didn't expect that. He thought that she would stay. And He's, like, really surprised. And later on, like, we know that this wasn't faked. Because later on, Darth Sidious is talking to the Trade Federation. And he says that it's bold of her and too aggressive. So he had no idea she was going to do this. This was not in his plan at all. So it kind of makes me clear right. if he was planning on saving Nabu himself, or if he was just going to let Naboo go to ruin to try and gather more sympathy.
0: Right. I think, I feel like he was planning to, okay, she's going to come here, help me be elected chancellor. And then when I'm chancellor, I'm going to end this blockade. Yeah. Or that's when the trade federation was told, okay, when I'm chancellor, we're going to talk and you're going to withdraw. And then that's going to be the end of it. She, yeah. he didn't expect her to go back.
1: Yeah. So,
0: uh. But also at the same time, it's like he keeps telling Vice Gunnery, I want that treaty signed, and it just could have been like, oh, I just I need to keep this conflict going, so you need to act like you're trying to
1: keep it going. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Maybe in addition to gaining control of the Senate, maybe he was trying to gain control of Naboo as well because as just a senator, he wouldn't have a whole lot of control over the whole plan.
0: Right. And as Chancellor of the Republic, he would have more control over it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now about uh, now when they go back, Pat and I has decided to <laughs>
1: um,
0: go to war with the Trade Federation. Now, if they knew, because when they talk when they're in the field before they go off to the palace they, to get the to get the viceroy, they know they just need him to end this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So couldn't couldn't they have just? use stealth with two Jedi and a couple people and her try to sneak into the palace and get him?
1: Mm, They could have. They did kind of go a little bit more stealth route because they didn't have a whole lot of forces. But I also feel like probably where they don't really have kind of a proper army or proper security, uh, they probably weren't very skilled at the stealthy maneuvers. So They probably were just like, well, this is all we know. We're gonna go in guns blazing.
0: That's true. Um, now, like, and they use the Gunyans. They, they convince the Gunyans, that's when we learn Queen Amadala has been a double the whole time, mm-hmm. and Padme's Queen Amadala, mm-hmm. which we're not led to believe throughout the whole movie. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, Why <Wygon> definitely <laughs>
1: didn't see that coming. The look on his face, he no. had no idea. He had insulted her several times to her face. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> he thought it
1: was just the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I personally, I think that Obi Wan did know because he kind of. Smirks over at Qui Gon like "Ha ha, you insulted the Queen to her face," but it could just also be like, "Hey, I had no idea I'm gonna smirk," but I, I, I right. like to think that he.
0: I, I like to think that too. I mean, it's just it's. I've always seemed like he knew mm. just based off of his reaction, yeah. and clearly Qui Gon. I know. Oh I yeah. based off of his reactions. Yeah,
1: and the things um, he said to Padme before then.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, with the, and uh, her response, like, uh, we assume too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, with the invasion also, like, when they go into the invasion, I have a lot of issues with them taking Anakin. Um, like, I get that Qui-Gon was like, okay, the council will not let me train Anakin, so I'm just going to have him follow me around. And he specifically tells Anakin to watch him and learn as much as he can. And also, I feel bad for Anakin, because at this point, he's heard everyone argue about what to do with him. Like, he just heard Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan arguing, and he goes up to Qui-Gon, and he's like, what's going to happen to me? And Qui-Gon tells him to watch everything he does, and then he takes him into this invasion on a planet that's being blockaded, where um, it's employed people are, all the people there are dying of starvation, Or and I just, I don't get why he would take Anakin with him. Like, even... Even though he wants Anakin to follow him, learn from him, this is not the place to do it.
0: It's true. And that that goes back to the same thing as Anakin needed to be trained as a Jedi or be agreed to be trained as a Jedi to have mm-hmm. a point to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because him going back to Naboo makes no sense other than we have nothing, we're mm-hmm. responsible for this boy because I freed him. And now it's like, oh, yeah. what do I do with him? So... Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then he takes him in and he says, find a place to hide. Like, how do you know that the place he finds to hide is going to be safe? Like, he hides in a ship. How do you know that's going to be safe? I just, I don't like that whole bit.
0: I don't either. I, I would, like, you wouldn't take a kid into a war, war zone like that.
1: No, and it's not like, it just, it's not like in the beginning of the movie. Like, if if Anakin had been there in the beginning and he took him, onto um the trade federation ship because then it would just been like okay we're going on an ambassadorial mission so watch me and obi-wan see how we um discuss things with the trade federation and get them to reach a settlement and then oh no now everything is ending in disaster and we have to go fight and save the queen like they didn't they wouldn't have expected that coming but they knew when they went to naboo they were going to have to fight they knew that that they were going to have to probably run into and fight a a Sith. I just I don't get why they would have brought him when they knew that was going to that was going to happen.
0: Right. It just it doesn't make a lot of no. sense.
1: No.
0: Um, now we're getting it. Now we're getting into the endings. Now <laughs> there there's too many endings in this movie. Yeah. There's too many things going on yeah. going on at once. We have. The Assault on the Feed Palace, we have the Duel of Fates, we have the Gunyans fighting the droid army, and then we have the space battle. Now, one of these should have been cut out. Now, either, I I, I go back and forth, they could have cut out the Assault on the droid Federation control ship, or they could have cut out the Gunyans actually fighting the droid army, because they could have just lured them out. Fired up their shield and then all ran away mm-hmm. into, the, into the woods and gone underwater because the droids aren't going to follow them underwater because they're not water droids. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't they couldn't do that. And then they still could have sent the pilots up to knock out the Federation control ship, and that would have disabled the army anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I personally feel if they were going to cut one, it would have made more sense to cut um, them taking out the control ship. Uh, the only reason they they really showed that in so much detail is because Anakin was there. And going back to the whole, why did they bring this kid with them? How do you know that ship's going to be safe? He could have just stayed in the ship, not turned it on, and they wouldn't have had to show him blowing up the control ship. And I I don't understand why they would do that. I don't understand why the ship was on autopilot when there was no one there to program the autopilot. And I I just think that that part... We could have done without it. They could have maybe shown the very end of it being blown up, but we didn't need the whole extended thing. Seeing Anakin magically knowing how to to fly this fighter with no training.
0: That's right. And it, but it's like George liked to, it almost seemed like he wanted to pick and choose what parts of Mm Obi-Wan said about Darth Vader's past that he focused on. He's like, Oh, he was a great pilot when I met him. And it's like, okay, well, we don't need to see yeah. that. We can just assume yeah. it was a good pilot. And we already seen the Padres, yeah. so we know we can do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it just, it, Annika. It, it, it Uh, if they had cut that out completely it would have been fine Mm -hmm. and they could have had Anakin if they just would have agreed to train him because it just it it doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense why they just wouldn't because when we get to the end we'll we'll talk about that um because if he had been agreed to be trained as a Jedi and they had stretched out the blockade a little bit longer and the stuff Mm -hmm. of Coruscant maybe showing a little bit a little bit more of the process of Palpatine becoming um Chancellor and like they agreed to train Anakin Mm -hmm. he gets his lightsaber and it's like okay we're gonna go back and then when Darth Maul shows up, it's like he. Qui Gon is like, "Okay, Anakin, you go with Padme and help protect mm-hmm. her. We're going to take care of this this yeah. guy because he's cleaving. He's not ready to fight a Sith, but him and Obi Wan, yeah. him. that all could have stayed. Yeah, the that
1: would have made a lot more sense. However, because we did have the whole scene with Anakin and the fighter pilots, I would like you to just for a moment imagine the look on those pilots' faces. When they all go back to Naboo and realize it was a kid that blew up the ship, that, right. I feel like that
0: would have. Been... They would have been like, "Who's in charge? Who's in charge of yeah. this?"
1: Kid? Yeah, like where where did this kid come? From? I mean, I know that they they went in with him, but they would have been like, "What? Why did this happen?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. right. How did he How did he end up here? Yeah. It just would have made more sense. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah that's a, a fun thing to
0: imagine. I, it is now. Uh, mm-hmm the duel of fates how great
1: how great that was was, that's one of the best that was amazing and i really appreciated it for being the first really awesome duel um of the new the newest star trek trilogy like that was that was amazing
0: yes and, and it was like and you, you really, I mean, all bets are off, too, because you don't know if Darth Maul's going to die. You don't yeah. know if going to die. You know Obi-Wan lives, but you don't know yeah. the other two, I mean, they could have yeah. easily stayed alive or not yeah. died. I. It really frustrates me that Darth Maul dies because of, well, he yeah. doesn't die. He comes yeah. back. He, he never died. But they could have. I, I felt like they could have done that differently. Mm-hmm. Clearly, George did not know how popular Darth Maul was yeah. going to be and how, how much fans were going to like him and want him to stay yeah. alive or he wouldn't have done he wouldn't have done it that way obviously yeah. cuz it could have like they could have kept it the same like Darth Maul kills Qui-Gon but mm-hmm. then Obi-Wan fights him and just as Obi-Wan's about to kill him Darth Maul gets away yeah. and then they know okay Darth Maul's mm-hmm. out there he's the enemy and then he does all mm-hmm. the stuff in episode 2 mm-hmm. yeah. and it would and then like Obi-Wan gets captured by it just replace Darth Maul with Dooku Dooku with Darth Maul
1: Yeah then, I but, I agree I think that would have would have had a a lot more oomph to have Darth Maul doing Dooku's part, like it would have. It would have felt it speaks,
0: better. It would have because we know who Darth mm-hmm. Maul is. Like he had, we had yeah. backstory. That is one of the problems. I like. We'll talk about that yeah. more in episode oh, yeah. two. But Dooku needed to be in this movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> at, yeah,
0: he definitely did. At least we needed one scene of him with the Jedi on Coruscant because. Mm-hmm. He he's still with the Jedi mm-hmm. at this point because he didn't leave the Jedi until, like, ath- like right around this time period yeah. or, like, after. So, like, one scene with him. Yeah. Like, so we're like, oh, that's who that is. Like, oh, how did he mm-hmm. become a yeah. Sith?
1: As yeah. far as I'm aware, um, I think it was Wikipedia that I read this, um, but I, I can't say with 100% certainty. But as far as I was aware... Um, uh, Dooku left the Jedi Order, basically in response to the fact that Qui-Gon was killed by a Sith that the Council wasn't admitting was a Sith at the time. Now I don't know if that's accurate, but we could have they could have shown that. They could have they could have they could have yes. even just had like honestly, all the Jedi came to Naboo for Qui-Gon's funeral. They could have had Dooku then, and instead of that little exchange with Anakin and Obi-Wan, because we see. Immediately after that, Anakin is, you know, in the has Padwan braid. They could have had Dooku talking to Yoda or Mace Windu, and that would have made sense to have him there.
0: Right, and yes, and maybe just a conversation with oh, we wanted Dooku, mm-hmm. like him saying, "I'm sorry for your master. I'm sorry for your apprentice," and like mm-hmm. just him introducing Anakin, mm-hmm. being like, "This was Qui Gon master." Yeah, that's yeah, that yeah that,
1: that, w- yeah, that, that been- was would have been better
0: it's true and it just wasn't thought through
1: um back to the duel of the fates i would also like to say that the soundtrack for that duel like the 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 song for that is honestly one of my favorite pieces of music in all of the star wars movies since like the main theme in the imperial march like i love that that whole that whole thing
0: the dual the dual fates is great like the whole soundtrack yeah that
1: it, part it's is amazing awesome. i love that um i do have some thoughts about like when qui-gon is dying um his last words to obi-wan are about anakin and kind of going back to the whole him wanting anakin to train as a jedi because he thinks he's the chosen one without really thinking about how anakin feels he's kind of doing the same thing here but also it's like I feel like if I was Obi-Wan, I would have some resentment about the fact that, okay, this guy who's been training me for 12 years-ish is dying, and all he can talk about is this kid that he met, like, last week, kind of thing. I, I just feel like, I get why he was talking about Anakin, but I feel like he should have said something about Obi-Wan, like, you can train him, I've trained you well, you'll make a good master. Like, even that, it still would have been about Anakin, but would have acknowledged Obi-Wan as well.
0: I agree. I agree. It uh, That is one of the main problems I have with how Anakin's story mm-hmm. develops in this movie is they literally, the Jedi, are like, he's too old to be trained, and Yoda's like, oh, da- um, he's clouded. This is his future. Mm-hmm. And then he tells Obi-Wan he doesn't want him to train him because it's grave danger he feels in his training, and then just suddenly, for no reason, he's like, yep, yeah, go yeah. ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like it, it didn't need to be that way. He could have just been like, Okay, well this is he's force sensitive. Okay, well you can make him your apprentice if you want yeah.
1: to. And one thing I find interesting about that, like when Obi-Wan takes over for Anakin's training, um when he's talking to Yoda, he tells Yoda that he will train Anakin regardless of what the council says. Like he says, like, even if the council says no, I'm gonna train Anakin, which Qui-Gon I find it interesting because Qui-Gon didn't do that. Like Qui-Gon said that he wanted to train Anakin, but when they said no, he told Anakin that he couldn't train him and he was going to kind of try to like lead by example kind of thing. But he didn't intend to actually properly train Anakin, but because the council said no, but Obi-Wan says, I don't care what you say, I'm training him. And I just found that very interesting because all through the this movie, we're kind of shown that Obi-Wan is kind of like the straight-laced, like trying to follow the rules. He, he wants to, to do right by the council and Qui-Gon is the one that's always fighting with them and going against their decisions. He actually, they actually have a discussion about Qui-Gon going against the council's de- decisions. And it just kind of feels like this is just a really sudden reversal of personalities.
0: I agree and it just it, it just comes out of nowhere because he's with the council with that and he's like oh the boy's dangerous like mm-hmm. we don't know and the council's right and then just like oh Qui-Gon asked me to train him as his dying mm-hmm. wish and he's like yeah I'm just going to do yeah. it and the ca- I don't care what the council yeah. says.
1: I can see that he was probably reacting emotionally because of Qui-Gon's death and it was his last wish but also it's just it's very rebellious and very anti-authority which in, in the coming movies we do kind of see that Obi-Wan doesn't necessarily go against the council, but he also kind of sometimes does his own thing.
0: Right. He has the best interests of the Mm -hmm. council at heart, but he still has his Mm -hmm. own way. Yeah. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, when, after the siege is ended, and the Naboo people have Mm -hmm. won, um, and Viceroy is Captured, he is told that he's going to go back to the senate and explain Mm. all this and like they say this in the second movie and well I guess that's getting more into the second movie so maybe we shouldn't talk about it too much Um, it's just like what did he say to get himself out of I know I was
1: wondering the same thing like it (laughs) seems like there were no consequences
0: and it's just yes and that's just it but it's i guess we're led to believe it's like okay because sidious had control of the senate and the courts it's like he got him off and you know didn't yeah that's i guess what we have to assume
1: like it that doesn't even really make sense because i mean palpatine was from naboo so if i feel like if i wasn't part of the senate and i see the chancellor who is from naboo and specifically became chancellor because of everything that was happening. And then he just lets them off the hook. Even if he kind of, you know, there has to be reparations or it kind of, he, even if he made it seem like that's not what he wanted to do, he still let them off the hook. And I just feel like if I was in the Senate, I would be very suspicious of that.
0: Yes, I agree. Um... Uh, yeah, we'll have to get more mm-hmm. to that in the episode 2 about his whole character and what's going on in the, in the galaxy. Yeah, I don't want
1: to get too far ahead of ourselves.
0: <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, now, the la- one of the last scenes we're going to talk about here is the, the funeral uh, pa- the uh, when they cremate uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's body where Obi-Wan tells Anakin he's going to trade him and he'll be a mm-hmm. Jedi. And uh, then... One of my favorite scenes is when Yoda and Obi Wan or sorry, Obi Yoda and Mace Windu had the conversation about how the mysterious warrior was a Sith mm-hmm. and there was no doubt. And then Yoda says, Always two there are no more, no less. And then they say which one was destroyed, master or the apprentice. Mm-hmm. And then George kind of gives it away with the cut to <laughs> Palpatine.
1: Yeah. It yeah, that's um I feel like that was intentional. Like you're supposed to know the whole time that he is Darth Sidious, um, but also right. the first time I watched, it, I had no idea because I was five.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Um, uh,
0: it's more. It's. I find it's more obvious who Sidious is after Episode Two than yeah. Episode One. It's like you kind of know, but it's like after Episode Two, it's like okay, it's pretty yeah. clear who he is because of stuff yeah. that
1: happens. I it's I know just, actually. I asked um, my mom that once because I mean I was five, I had no idea, and then by the time I was old enough to realize. I episode two and three had already come out so I already knew um but I remember once I asked my mom if when she went to see it for the first time if she like if it was if it felt obvious and intentional that she knew who Sidious was and she said yes that it was it was obvious from the first time they saw them uh both Sidious and then uh leader Palpatine because I mean they didn't do anything to the guys him other than putting him in that hood she said that it was very obvious and she felt like that was intentional right and really like when you're doing a prequel a lot of this stuff you kind of do expect the audience to pick on pick up on a bit more because i mean we know that eventually this is going to turn into the empire so it makes sense that the person at the head of the republic eventually becomes the emperor
0: right and especially where it's played by the same mm-hmm. actor yeah it kind of kind of gives it away i mean <laughs> yeah 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 it's like yeah so i mean they could have uh, i don't know maybe they could have done something differently but i don't i don't know what else you would do yeah but, uh, yeah to say that mm-hmm. um also, any I feel,
1: uh, I feel like a bit like the whole cuz the the movie's called the phantom menace so he is the phantom menace and I feel like it wouldn't make as much sense if they didn't make it obvious that Palpatine is Sidious, because basically the whole point of the movie is to get Sidious. I mean, we need to find Anakin, but also to get Sidious into a position where he will someday be the emperor. So I feel like they kind of had to make it obvious.
0: Right. And that, that yeah. makes sense. What do you, uh, speaking of the, the title mm-hmm. of the movie, um, do you like do you like the Phantom Menace as the title?
1: I am indifferent because, as previously stated, I was five the first time I knew that was the title, and I literally never thought of it again. I didn't even realize the Phantom Menace referred to Darth Sidious until like maybe three years ago because I literally never even thought of it.
0: Right, and I don't even know what else. Yeah, you would, like this one would be harder to to read. Like, there's not much more you like. What else would you call yeah. it like, based off the movie? Like.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really I sure. I've, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, like with episode with episode three, I find you could have either called that the Fall of the Jedi or Revenge mm. Set. Like either one yeah. would work. But this one, it's uh, this one's a little yeah. bit tougher.
1: I find yeah. definitely
0: for sure. Um, any closing remarks? Any anything else to add? Uh,
1: no, I think I've. Uh, I think I've said it all.
0: I covered it there. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the movie overall. I mean, I yeah. like all the Star Wars movies. It's not my, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think
1: I like it a bit more I than you know.
0: do. Yes, I, I think you do as well. Yeah. Like, um, We'll get into that more as we go yeah. into more of the movies. We'll see where we, excuse me, where we rank the other ones along with this yeah. one there. So, yeah. all right. So until until next time, we'll be doing uh, next podcast. We'll be doing Star Wars Episode Two: Attack.